Welcome to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast, a podcast all about real life together. Well, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CPC's Real Life Together Podcast. I am again here with our lead pastor, Mark Mitchell, and I'm Brandon Passion. For those of you that don't know me, I'm the worship director here. And I'm actually really excited for the conversation today because I feel like there are some questions that are sort of in the hotbed of what our culture is asking right now. And what we're going to discuss today, I think, is one of those uh, really, really important questions. And so we're going to dive a little deeper. Um, you kind of made a little bit of a reference to this in your in your sermon that's going to be coming up this Sunday, but um, I'm excited to dig a little deeper. And on that note, um, Mark, I was looking through Facebook and a friend of mine posted something. Uh, and, and basically it was, you know, you've seen all kinds of different COVID things. And this guy posted all the stuff you're worrying about, all the politics, all of the tax refunds, the finances, the economy, the sicknesses, it's all, you're worrying about the wrong thing. And actually what's really happening is the world is coming to an end and the rapture is happening soon. And just went on this whole thing about how God is judging us. And uh, you can tell it stirred up a lot of controversy with a lot of people. And um, there's people on every side of that. So I'm just curious sitting here with you, like, what would you say to that? Like, do you do you think that God is judging us? Like, is God, is it in fact like the end of the world right now? Or uh, what do you make of that, um, you know, biblically? Yeah, well, those are those are really good questions, Brandon. And it's interesting because it's in times of crisis, uh, times when things like this happen, you know, like the Black Plague back in the 1300s, which killed 60% of Europe. But it's in times like these that people start to really ask those questions. And the two main questions, I think, are just what you what you shared. Number one, like, is God judging us? And number two, like, is this the end? Uh, is this like perhaps the beginning of the Great Tribulation or something like that? So you hear that a lot. And so I'm going to try to answer that question. I mean, what I would say to that question, is God judging us? I would actually say this, I don't know. I would add to that, I don't think so. But I would say, I don't know. Because what we need to realize in all of this is that the coronavirus is really one of a long line of things that have happened to humankind throughout history. I mean, this is not the first, as I mentioned earlier about the Black Plague, this is not the first, like, like massive crisis the world has gone through. Yeah, and I think I mean, before this, there was probably even worse absolutely. than what worked because they didn't have the same medical much abilities worse, and much that kind of worse. Like no comparison. Taking out third right. of the world's population kind of thing. Yeah. But if we, you know, if we look at the Bible just to start out with, I mean, there is no question that there is time that there are times when God judges um, people, He judges nations. Um, we see that throughout the scriptures, Adam and Eve, right right from the beginning. I mean, they chose to disobey, disobey God, yeah, that's true. and he judged them. He, he cast them out of the garden, right? Uh, Noah, right? God judged the entire world of Noah's day through a flood. Um, and just Noah and his family were, were saved, and a whole new generation of humankind began at that point. Um, you think about Sodom and Gomorrah. 
is an example of God's judgment. You think about um, the, the rulers of Egypt, you know, who were judged when the Red Sea collapsed upon them after the Israelites had made it through, right? Um, you think about even God's own people, 3,000 disobedient Hebrew people who worshiped the golden calf while Moses was up on Mount Sinai. I mean, they were put to the sword at the instruction of, uh, of God through Moses. And those are just Old Testament examples. You can also look at New Testament examples, by the way. I mean, we know that, um, you know, A.D. 70, right, um, after Christ had been crucified, uh, we know that um, the Jews and their leaders um, were, had been warned of coming punishment for the rejection of Christ. And so the whole nation and the Jewish temple um, and up to one million non-Christians were killed by the Romans in A.D. 70. Uh, a more personal example in the New Testament is Ananias and Sapphira. When they lied uh, to the apostles about the money they had given, I mean, what happened? Yeah. I mean, they dropped dead. That one is a, that's a, that's a yeah. hard one, man. <laughs> right, it's a really hard Welcome, one. Man. And then you got Herod Agrippa, who we would expect God to judge, right? I mean, he killed James, he imprisoned Peter, and he was... It says in Acts, he was smote by the angel of the Lord and he was eaten by worms. Um, and, and get this, Paul even tells the church at Corinth that we Christians are judged and chastened by the Lord for our behavior. So let me just say, you know, um, God is um, like, you know, like C.S. Lewis wrote, right? God is, he's not tame. He's good, but he's not tame. And God is judged in the past. God will judge again, and we know that ultimately there will be a final judgment. Now, here's the deal. The big difference with the coronavirus is we don't have God's word specifically telling us what he is doing. Hmm. We know God is sovereign. We know God has allowed this. We believe he'll use it for good as he does all things, but we don't know for sure that God is judging anyone through this virus. And so I think, Brandon, our focus should be seeking him in the midst of suffering, which we're always encouraged to do. Um, uh, he's God, you know, he's, he's, he's awesome, he's powerful, he's loving, he's holy, and, uh, and we need to seek him at this particular time. Like I said in my sermon on Easter, he's clinking the glass, right? And all of us need to listen and look um, to him. So I think that's why I would answer that question, is God judging us? Yeah, it's interesting as you know I hear you talking about that I've noticed that there's this uh, shift in in um, reverence and I don't want to say necessarily this is good or bad but you know uh, there's kind of this Jesus is a friend movement which he is a friend yeah. of ours but you sort of you know you lose that side of it you know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom yeah and I feel like there's this part of God that a lot of um, us want to ignore the God that you know, yeah. Um, that we see in all these scripture references. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think there's, I mean, you just can't ignore that that side of, it's so clear, it's so all over the, the, the place in scripture. So if God could, in fact, allow this, and I know in some, some cases, maybe this is kind of a futile question, um, but you know, why would, you know, what would be the reasoning? Like, why would God choose to allow something like coronavirus or any of those other things? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's one thing that's kind of funny to me, and it's interesting that we always ask that question 
um, in terms of pain and suffering. Like, why would God allow such pain and suffering? But we never really ask that question in times of prosperity and blessing. Yeah. Like, why would God bless us yeah. like this, right? God, why um, am I driving this Lexus right now? <laughs> but here's the bottom line. We, again, I don't think we know why God allowed this. Um, there's one of my favorite verses in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, which says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever. So, you know, some of these questions that we have, why is God allowing this? These are secret things. They belong to the Lord. And I think it's futile for us to try to figure all those things out. Um, I do think that whenever hardship comes upon us, yeah, we should seek God. We should, we should examine our hearts. You know, um, we should pay attention, closer attention perhaps to him and to his word but I don't think we can say definitively exactly why God is allowing this. So I'm not, um, Mark, you know, I'm not like a deep theologian or anything, but I think you're really deep actually. Yeah. I think you're <laughs> deeper than you think you are. <laughs> so, um, when I look at the, the one time that I can think of when a person asked God, why I think of Job hmm. and when, when Job was, you know, kind of crying out to God and he seems like he had every reason to cry out to God. And it's like, that's when God got sarcastic with him. Right. I don't know that I've ever seen get God get sarcastic, but he's, you know, saying, Oh, I'm sorry. Were you there when, <laughs> when I uh, created this, were you there? Sorry. <laughs> I could answer the question why for you, but you wouldn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, great example. Yeah. You are deep actually. That was a very good example. Thanks. That is Maybe so my true. message will come up soon. Maybe I'll, I'll be, I'll have my turn yeah, on the stage. Yeah, but I love that. Were you there, Job, when I spun the galaxies? You know, like, you know, are you questioning me, Job? You know? <laughs> Great. So what about the apocalyptic people? Yeah. What about, like, is this the end? Like, are we closing in? You know, I mean, I've even heard somebody say that the Bluetooth chips that they're talking about, you know, are the mark <laughs> oh, of the boy. beast. And, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It just gets, I feel like also people are mixing scripture with like the left behind series, yeah, you know, and right, Kurt right. Cameron movies. So, yeah. Well, let me just say that first of all, I think it's very important that we understand and that we affirm that Jesus is coming back. He made that very, very clear. The, 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 the word of God is very clear about that. You know, that's, that's something we look forward to is the return of Christ. That's a very real thing in scripture. And I think it's important to affirm that. Um, having said that, there's a lot of baloney out there, to be honest, that about the end times that I think is really, like I said, basically baloney. If you look, um, for example, at Matthew chapter 24, you know, Jesus talks about, um, he talks about birth pains that are, that are coming. He talks about, um, he talks about things that are going to happen in Matthew 24, um, and he, he, he basically says, many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. He says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. And then he says, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, earthquakes, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, all these things are the beginning of birth pain. So here's the deal. 
Here's what we need to understand is that Jesus says, listen, famines, earthquakes, wars, all these terrible things. I would just add even a pandemic to -hmm. that. And he says, don't be alarmed when you see that. He says, this is not yet the end. Interesting. Now we see those things and we think, oh, it's the end. Jesus says, no, 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 no. It's not yet the end. These are like, yeah, birth pains, right? And so the most we could say about what we're experiencing right now is they are birth pains. I would even go so far as to say, Brandon, that the last days or what people typically call the end times are includes the entire period between the first and second coming of Jesus. Hmm. So, so we have been in the last days yeah. for the last 2,000 years. And in those last days, we should expect all these things that Jesus talked about. Persecutions, famines, earthquakes, natural disasters, wars, rumors of wars, all these things, which are exactly the things the world has experienced the last 2,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus says, yes, anticipate my coming. Look forward to my coming. But, but don't be... F- don't be fooled by thinking that these things that happen uh, are the end. And one other thing just to add to that is that, you know, at any time during crisis um, over the past 2000 years, many Christians have said, Oh, this is it. This is the end. Yeah. You know, and it hasn't happened. And then the crisis ends and people kind of go back to normal. Right. Um, And it shouldn't be that way. You know, we should always be expectant of the Lord's return, I think. um, And not always associate it with, with these kinds of things. So, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically um, there's a big, I don't know, and also a trusting in the sovereignty of God. So where do we, where do we leave this? Like as, as believers walking through this, um, what would you, I mean, what do we do with all of this? Yeah, good question. And I think, you know, I just keep coming back to that, that idea that I've talked about a lot already. And, and that is, I think we do turn to him and we do listen. Um, and I think that's very important. I think uh, we all have the opportunity right now to choose to trust him in a deeper way, uh, to realize really the brevity of life. You know, we have no guarantees. I have no guarantee that I will not die from the coronavirus, right? But in light of that, it's a time for me to really deepen in my own walk with the Lord and, and, and examine my own heart as to, am I really anticipating the fact that, that I will be with Jesus if that happens? And am I hopeful? I mean, nobody wants to die. You know, it's kind of like somebody once said to me, like, I don't fear death, but I fear the process of dying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I get that, but I think that, listen, the, the big thing here is that all of us are sure that we're right with God you know, that we're truly trusting in his son, Jesus, for our salvation, that, that we're seeking to follow him, albeit so imperfectly. Um, but we keep coming back to the cross. We keep coming back to him with our brokenness, with our sin, and reaffirming our faith in him and our love for him and our desire to follow him. Um, and realizing, you know, that ultimately this world world is so transient, you know, the scripture likens our life to a vapor, mm. you know, it's just here today, gone tomorrow, right? And uh, I, I think that um, as I get older, you know, and uh, I just, you know, like somebody asked me 
recently, like, as you get older, are there any surprises to getting older? <laughs> and um, like, what surprises you the most about getting older? And you know, here's my answer to that question. It goes so fast. It just goes so fast. And, uh, you know, so you've just got to enjoy every day and anticipate eternity um, with, with God. And uh, that's what it really comes down to. It's great. I love it. So um, I didn't ask you to prepare on this question or anything, but I am, I am curious for all the people that maybe want to look more into this and, and are curious about maybe finding out more about maybe some of the topics that we're talking about. Do you have any resources or anything that you would, that you would point people to any kind of books or websites or Wikipedia pages or documentaries or <laughs> anything like that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are some good things out there. Um, you know, uh, N.T. Wright wrote a wonderful book on heaven, which I think is worth reading. I think it's called Surprised by Joy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Randy Alcorn also wrote a book on heaven, which is really, really good. And John Eldridge has a new book out. Um, and oh, I the Wild at Heart guy. Yeah, the Wild at Heart guy. He's got a new book out about the new heavens and the new earth. So I, I think all those things are cool because they stoke our our hope, you know, in what heaven's going to be like. Um, as far as like kind of more specifically about the end times and stuff like that, um, there are some really bad books out there, yeah. first of all, I would say. So you got to be really careful. Um, kind of a pretty good, I think, semi-scholarly scholarly work. If somebody wants to dive deeper in this subject is a book by Millard Erickson called Eschatology. Eschatology is just the study of, of the end times, but he does a nice job and I think he's very balanced. Um, and um, I, would, I would encourage um, that book. Um, there's also a, an older book by George Eldon Ladd called The Blessed Hope, which is also a good book, both kind of more on the scholarly side I would say, um, right at the moment, I can't think of any more popularized kind of books that That's I would good. recommend. I Unfortunately, you just had those right off the top of your head. Yeah. Well, most of the popularized books, honestly, are kind of bad. So sorry about that. <laughs> well, cool. This has actually been really, really enlightening. And I hope this has kind of whet your appetite as you're listening, um, all of you out there, uh, to to maybe learn a little bit more about this and and ultimately to just keep figuring out what it looks like to trust God in the midst of crazy times. I mean, that's kind of like the journey we're all on. So Mark, I appreciate your time today. Thanks, Brandon. And uh, we'll see you all for the next episode. See you later. You've been listening to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast.